Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast, Season 6. We're back for another lap of the cycling season. My name's Alex Clements. I'm here with the 2014 World Time Trial Champion, Campbell Flakemore. Welcome, Cambo. Thanks, Alex. It's good to good to be back. And um, yeah, it's a very exciting guest we have on today, so I'm very excited for this party. Uh, Melbourne Football Club captain, TDU ambassador. He's expanded his cycling Cycling horizons into some ambassadorship roles. Welcome, Max. Uh, thanks, Al. Hey, Cambo. Uh, if I was a betting man, which I, which we all know I am, uh, this I had us not going past season four when we lost Stanley Street, but we're here, we're still here. It's gone international. And um, Jaco Alua's worst nightmare, two-time national champion, Luke Plapp. Welcome, Luke. Thank you, mate. That is exactly what I want to be known for. Very, uh, very glad with that. <laughs> uh, life seems life seems pretty good as a professional bike rider for yourself. It's not bad, mate. You uh, introduced Cambo as a 2014 champ. I've only managed to uh, get second at that same event, so he's got me covered there. There's only um, one, only one within us. There is, there is only one world title. Uh, but no, life's very good now. Living it up in Adelaide, and yeah, fresh off last week. Does um does Plappy make turning pro like look a little bit easy, Campbell? Like a little bit. Just <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, his first year was <laughs> was a lot different <laughs> to my one and only year. Um, he's making it look very easy, but I'm sure he's he's working super hard, and you know he's he's a massive talent. And to win to win two national championships um, in your first two years as a pro is, is absolutely incredible. And, and going back to back, it's so hard to win around that circuit and to, to do it twice um, solo both times, um, not being a pure, pure climber or a pure, pure sprinter um, to, to navigate a race like that and, and win twice is, is incredible. So I'm looking forward to unpacking, unpacking the race with Plappy and seeing how he did it. Luke, um, heading like heading into the race, obviously you you're one you're one and only versus um some bigger team or the the biggest team, Jake Olua, and then some other like little bits and pairings and bits and pieces with teammates. Like what what are you what are you thinking heading into the event? What's the strategy? Uh, well, I was living it up in uh your guys' hometown in Lonnie, or just outside in Perth with Georgia for almost the whole summer or preseason. Um, and then yeah, going well and. Two weeks before, was behind uh, Mr. Gilmore on the motorbike out near Carrick, you guys would know, and we uh, had to jump off our bikes and avoid going underneath the truck. So, yeah, the uh, the vehicle got derailed and we were uh, in a bit of strife there for a little bit. Um, and, yeah, to be honest, it was it was a surprise that everything came together on the day. But, uh, yeah, we had a bit of a scare down in Tassie uh, beforehand with a pretty big crash, but... Uh, I was racking my brain with Mr. Pat Lane. Uh, we were working together for Nationals and coming up with a bit of a plan, me, him and Zach Dempster, and just happened to pull it off on the day somehow. So what was the plan? What was the plan? Uh, to fake hurting like I did last year, pretty similar. <laughs> um, try to get on the back foot and, and let uh, the aim. Well, it worked perfectly with Caleb being in really good form. That helped. They are, I think they're a bit more worried about him than anyone else, which really played to my strengths. Um, even at the last lap, you saw Bling was pretty keen to keep it riding uh, just because Kayla was climbing so well and I think he thought he was in that group coming across. 
Um, and then, yeah, on that last lap, it was basically just waiting. And the field was so big, if you went any sooner, you just get eaten up. So you had to wait to the last moment. Um, and you're coming into that last lap, just anything to get away from Blink, to be completely honest. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And, um, yeah, it came really late after Clarkie and Mr. Jimmy Whelan chased me down a bit earlier. Uh, yeah, it was a really interesting race, actually. I think it was quite uh, calm and controlled with that massive break up the road with Durbo and Jaco sort of controlled that, which I think helped Caleb a bit um, and allowed it to be a bigger field or as big a field as we've seen coming into the last two laps, really, in recent years. You're a confident man, Plappy, which I like. Surely when you go into the finish with 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 Bling and Clarky, you're putting yourself on the back foot, <laughs> but it didn't look like that. It looked like they were worried about you, which was amazing. Well, I mean, if we were inside 500 metres to go, mate, I probably would have just sat up and watched him sprint for the win. Would have been no point <laughs> even trying to compete against him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I knew I had to do something early. Um, and I knew Clarky would try to call Bling's bluff, which uh, he did really well. He, he knew it was all on Bling. And in the end, I think uh, he showed that it worked. Like He made Bling do the work and rolled him in the sprint. Um, so I was sort of lucky he put it all on him, which was nice. And old Drew, who Drew Morey, who had a bloody ripper ride, which was super impressive. He was, I think he was just cooked and hanging on for dear life and sort of hoping they swallowed me up and he collected a podium on the way through. If I lined up five guys, just five random guys I found on the street, do you reckon you could pick out which one Kane Richards was? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. Pretty impressive, eh? I've never seen him before in my life. And he's, he's, <laughs> he's Hercules. He is. He is. Ugh. No, that was very impressive. How much confidence did you have like when, when you crested the top of the climb? You're like, I can, I can burn these guys at some point. Um, oh, it was sort of, we are coming into that last lap and I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and yeah, just try to get the field down because I knew Caleb and Swifty were there. Uh, not Swifty, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, my coach has just walked in uh, and I had Swifty in my head. No, uh, yeah, with Caleb and Bling there, uh, knew I had to sort of get rid of them so we can try attack and, and get out of the way. I knew there was no chance coming into a sprint. I'd uh, have them covered. Um, and, and, yeah, it just happened to work out, to be honest. I had no clue how I was going to win the race or, or how to win it either. Um, and I think I was just in a bit of disbelief across the line. What happened when you're going across the, the top, like you looked like you were the strongest, then Bling came over the top, um, which was probably, in the end, the nail in his coffin. Um, he isolated himself. That must have been nice for you to see that he was isolated and, and you knew that you could have had a couple of cracks at him. It took you two times to to soften him up, but that must have been nice knowing that he had no teammates, so it was a bit of mano a mano in the, the last 7 or 8K. Yeah, it was weird. I thought I was bloody flying up the climb. And then he's just come over the top of me like I was standing still. Um, yeah, he's climbing really well. Uh, but also surprised at the move too. Just don't, like you said, it sort of isolated him uh, when he had a few of the boys back there. And Lucas was flying all day too. Um, and yeah, I think from reflecting on it and talking to Paddy Lane about it, he think I think Bling thought Caleb was in that back group and wanted to drive it so he didn't have to sprint against Caleb, um, which is totally fair if that was the case too. Like, I wouldn't want to take Caleb to the line either. Uh, but, yeah, it did isolate him. And I guess at the end of the day, though, you say, well, Jaco had their main man there in a four-up ride to the finish line, so they would have been pretty happy with the odds too. So, yeah, I think if you look at it at the end, their man, they're sprinting for the win, basically. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a couple interesting things. Um, 
And I, I think Bling just thought Caleb wasn't there, so he had to keep driving. And he knew if he came to the line with us, he'd pump us all in a gallop. Um, yeah. Happy days. Did you feel like a bit, of a, king, a bit of a king just looking back on all these Jayco Alua riders rolling through the finish line of, <laughs> after you've just cleaned them up? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's enjoyable, I won't lie. I don't mind it. Um, it was, uh, it's been a rough couple of years for them at national championships. They've won their crit, but struggled in the Rodian TT of late, men's and women. Why are you saying that with such a smile on your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think Richie's taught me a Richie's taught me a love hate relationship with it all. Yeah. So don't need to elaborate too much, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, how, nice. Um, it's nice when they rock up with nine blokes to a race and you get the better of them. How hard was some of the? You had me bluffed a little bit with the with, with the fake hurt, including the whole SBS commentary team almost ripped you off <laughs> at the 120k mark. How how hard was some of Ben O'Connor and Lucas Hamilton's cracks on up Bunny on on lap like with four or five laps to go? Yeah, Lucas was flying. I think if he didn't have that bike change, he would have probably rode away from us all. To be fair, um, there was a, a lot of early rumors going around the race that he was absolutely flying, and he didn't disappoint. Heard he uh, was out there doing 16, 16 laps behind a moto just before the race. Um, but now he was going well, and Ben, oh, he's class, isn't he? Like it was. I think even lap four when we missed a massive move, he just came to me and said, well, we better shut that down. And I almost got rode off the wheel lap four just when he went across. Um, and that's sort of what was so great about having everyone there. It would have been awesome to have Hindley there as well this year um, just to see him ride us all off the shoe up with Bergs. Um, but no, it was great. And it was it was good to see everyone flying too, like to see a, a really good Kayla bling, like just to see a really great race. Like it would have just been great watching it. Um, but also it was a bit of fun trying to, I guess get my way to the back of the bunch and think that I could hide a bit. I think that was more so what I was doing, fake cramping and yeah. Have, have you exhausted that card now? Oh, I thought going into the race, I'd probably exhausted it. But so I think definitely next year I'll have to think up a new tactic. I mean, I did like swing the elbow, swing across to the other side of the road and grab both hammies as if I double hammy cramped or something. <laughs> so and, and there, was, do, there, was no, if, there was no cramp. Oh, no cramp. But I think if I do cramp next year, they'll think I'm bluffing. So, shot myself in the foot there. Is that must be fun, just riding around Bunny Young, just taking the piss, like pretending that you're hurt and <laughs> around like that? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't go that far. you got to do what you got to do. But it was, uh, no, it was funny. I think Pat Lane in the car was laughing at the comment. He had the phone up at the same time. He was with uh, Albie in the, Alan Davis in the lotto car. And just, uh, yeah, thought it was quite funny. I think Albie was saying I was a bit buckled and told Caleb, oh, don't worry about me. Um, I think Pat kept that pretty close to his chest, though. What, what the cards were in our pre-race meeting the night before. Some big brains in that car, Pat Lane and uh, Albie Davis. Yeah. Um, just a, another one, just on the, on the race, the last lap, when you attacked the first time after the top of the climb, are you all in it at that point? Like, is, is that was that yep. your final move? And when you got caught, you must have thought, geez, like that's the end of my race. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was going to work, to be fair. Like I saw a bling flick the elbow and I thought, oh, we're, we're gone. Um, and it was sort of the exact same point as I went uh, the year before too. And I knew it paid off and I had speed. But yeah, Clarkie and Whelan gave one last final push. 
Um, and at the same time, yeah, I did think it was it, but I knew if I had, like, I couldn't go to the line. There was no point going to the line with those boys. Um, so sort of just a bit of a Hail Mary at the end. Um, if it didn't work, I was probably going to get the same result as I did if I sprinted against them. So that was sort of where the thought process was. Um, also, your thoughts on Mark O'Brien um, chasing down his, his teammate <laughs> we went in the front. <laughs> that must have been nice for you boys in the back. <laughs> yeah, but he's copped a bit of stick from that, which is a bit unfair to me. Like, <laughs> definitely not teammates. Marco is riding for himself every single of day of the week at national championships. The national um, king. He was, yeah, he was pretty salty not to finish in the top 10, I think, as well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we were ripping into him before about that. The commentators were pretty harsh on him. Like, yeah, bike gallery pro cycling. Well, it was um, was it was it take on Jimmy's ride? Like he was obviously flying all day, but did he did he expend a few too many bickies early, or did he just put his hat in every ring that he needed to be in? Like, what what was he take on his his day out? Uh, I think he showed he was one of, if not the strongest guy in the bunch, but. Uh, oh, you could probably put it down a bit. Of, he's a bit desperate and didn't want didn't want to risk a move going up the road that was the winning move. Um, and wanted to cover all bases and make sure he was in it. Which, at the end of the day, he was he was in the winning move. Um, and he just yeah just died a bit towards the end. So it's it's hard in in his position and trying to show to the world and get a team. He's he is too scared to let a move go and and you can't blame him for that. Um. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was probably one too many and it did cook him a bit coming into the final. Uh, but, oh, geez, it'd be hard for any of us to race it any different if we were in his situation. And I think he certainly did show everyone he was the strongest. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else he would have done. If I think if we were all that desperate for a team and trying to show ourselves, we'd be too scared to let moves go as well. It's like um, Cambo touched on before, this, this level of taking the piss that you have, just almost this like touch of, confidence just gives you that upper hand when when you actually need it when it comes down to the crunch when you're going head to head with simon clark trying to outfox each other it's it's mm. the, mag- the magic spice well that yeah pat was actually really big on that before the race he said you can lose the race like you've won it and be prepared to lose it and they'll be more desperate to win so he's, that was sort of a really big focus going into the race to really play that card and and show them that you're not desperate to chase it down, like let them make the move if they really want to win it. Um, and I definitely went into the race with a lot more confidence. And I think the last two years I was more desperate to be in every move and, and probably chase things down. Um, so it definitely does help. It'd be a bit like you, Maxi, going in this year. You came into the year and you thought you'd be untouchable just from the confidence coming into it. Like never hurts to have a bit of confidence coming in. Yeah, we can't all go back to back, unfortunately, Plapster. It's uh, <laughs> pretty hard going back to back. Uh, you can bounce back, uh, though, Maxi. We can, can bounce, bounce back. back. One in, one in, two in three also looks looks good. I just want to see the Blue Boys that's... play some footy in September. That's I mean, that's what we want to see, Plappy. Mate, me and you both. Me and you both. That was uh, we were sort of, uh-huh. that was kind of our fault. Cosy Picker kicked a goal on the siren, which was one of them, and then Colin. Well, I know you've watched it twenty times, but I don't need to go over. Yeah, it. I don't know. Well, see, this is what annoys me. Everyone talks about the Kyle game. I was like, mate, I don't think you remember the week before. It was the exact same situation. Like, it was even worse. Forget the Collingwood game. Yeah, if the week before happened, if the week before didn't happen, the Collingwood game wouldn't matter. No, correct. Uh, mate, heartbreaking, mate. I was in the team bus. I reckon it was stage two of the Welter. 
watching the Collingwood yeah. game, and uh, my heart rate went higher in that than it probably did in the bike race. So your first, mm. your first grand tour, you're sitting there on stage two watching Carlton Melbourne. Down in the dumps, mate. Down in the dumps. Yeah, I was <laughs> shattered. <laughs> nah, priorities. So I've got all the boys around the footy showing them what goes on. Who surely GG would love a bit of AFL? Surely. Yeah, a few of the boys have, a few of the boys sort of know what's going on. There was a couple like a couple of them had like this international betting comp or like that. They'd all just try to pick the winners of the teams and have no clue what's going on, which I also respected. Threw my hat in the ring, gave them some tips. Um, but then a whole lot of them had absolutely no clue what was going on. Couldn't understand why I was so pumped. Uh, it was a bit. They went to the big bash last night, and there's only two of them that ever knew what the game of cricket was. Magnus was asking, <laughs> "When are they going to hit a home run?" <laughs> <laughs> I told him. I told him if they hit a home run, so you keep the ball, just like keep the ball and run away, and see all the security guards come run after you. <laughs> Did you also tell him that the big bash probably won't be there next year? Actually, I can't say that. <laughs> it's going. It's going well, big bash. <laughs> um, you know this, but um, did you have a you had a cricket scholarship at a at a Melbourne school? Is this correct? At at Maribyrnong, yeah, I always loved my cricket and footy. I'd probably uh, still be doing them if I was good enough. To be fair, it's definitely what I prefer to what I prefer to watch and be part of. But yeah, can't all make it to the big leagues. Um, and the other one that I wanted to touch on before we move on to the TT was um, you spent a bit of time with Clarky in the in the lead up to to nationals. Is that true? Bay Crips, yeah, we yeah. Oh, we had three days there together. Um, it was nice, hey? Like, the racing didn't start till like, 5.30, 6pm in the Arvo. Um, so we were just rolling down the Great Ocean Road together, doing a few hours in the morning and then turning up to the crit and going head-to-head, which was, yeah, a good bit of fun. Did you get to pick his brain about cycling tactics and just outfoxing people? Yeah, I did. I, I genuinely did ask him about, like, one-day racing and things. I was It was one thing I didn't really get to do last year. I only got to do, like, the Com Games and Worlds, and I really want to one day in the future do a bit few more one days and we're sort of just trying to pick his brains on how he does it and ask him about the tour and just things like that like when i think about australian cyclists um i think you sort of think of him as one of the smarter ones um probably oh i guess he probably wouldn't mind saying like he's probably not one of the ones that are renowned for their engines or big engines but he's made results happen because of how smart he is and cunning he is um and that sort of yeah you can if you can make a career out of that and get results that way it's uh it's pretty special I think if you can make a prototype cyclist, it'll be uh, Luke Plap engine and Simon Clark head. <laughs> Don't sell the two uh, of Norway short there, Plappy. The what now? The two of Norway? Don't sell the tour of Norway short. No, yeah, I'll be going back there this year 100%, mate. Mate, that's where, that's where, that's the real Plappy story. Everyone's saying it's the Nationals last year. Tour of Norway was special. Tour of Norway, yeah. It was the first thing I put back in my program this year. I'm very keen <laughs> to get back there. All right, we'll be there. The, t- the time trial, Plappy. Talk, talk us through, oh, talk us through what happened soon. there. Too soon, mate. I, uh... We can let you go. Yeah, it's I, just that that harsh to No, no, no. It's not too bad. Um, I, I mean, I rocked up to the hotel this morning and got like a suitcase of kit and there was a sneaky TT jersey in there, which hurt me a bit. I was like, come on, guys, you could have taken that out. Um, but no, it, was, it wasn't going too bad. I had a good first lap and chain dropped off. It got jammed in the frame like they do. The chain catchers don't seem to do anything and they just make it harder to get the chain out. 
um, and I couldn't reef it out myself. And Alex Smythe came from the car and got it out and got going eventually. Um, but yeah, just the head sort of dropped, and as you, as you do when that something like that happens, um, yeah, it was a bit frustrating. Uh, it's just uh, it's an event I love and got to, had to miss it last year and was really keen to come back and do it this year. Um, so it's just unfortunate that it happened and. And in the end, I think it would have been. I really like it. it was. It was already a close race and the closest one we've had. But I think it could have been almost three of us right within a few seconds of each other, which would have been really exciting. Were you target like were you prepping for the TT? Like was that a, was that a major focus, or you were just like doing it because you were happy to be in good shape? No, nah, didn't prep for it or or do many sessions. Um, I was really I was planning to like sort of step into it the last two weeks because of the crash i couldn't do anything really um but no nah, i think oh, if you're in good shape you're in good shape and i think coming from the track it's it has been sort of easy to cross over between the two uh, like in that position just got that in the years of riding in that position now um but no the focus was definitely on the road race i was pretty keen to try and defend that as well as i could um and i think yeah if you're in good form you you can ride both pretty well uh, i think like we saw with jay i'm not sure how much he's been doing but He's just a class bike rider in general. Um, but no, I think next year we'll go back and, and really give that a crack and, and see what we can make happen. Were you as were you as surprised as us that Jay managed to get Durbo in the end? I mean, I've, I I get Jay's a quality cyclist and some of the stuff he was doing on Zwift that no one knows about a couple of years ago is apparently unbelievable. But to win a win a TT Cambo, that's pretty that's pretty hot. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a surprise for me. Um, considering that his shape was didn't look super in the road race, and then he put up an Instagram which you shared, Maxi, with us that the legs weren't so good. Um, but to, to to come back like that and to beat beat Durbo in a in a TT like a proper TT too, where the average mm. speed is in the high forties. Um, yeah, truth be told, it was it was a bit of a surprise. But he's shown what a good rider he is in Grand Tours when he stages at the Welter. So he's obviously got a big tank. Um, but yeah, to, to go out and win the nationals that. Was that was a surprise? He's gone the next level one. You can't. I knew puppy. Like you pretend to be hurting on the bike. He pretended to be hurting <laughs> on social media. Like he he, he let everyone see <laughs> on socials. He did. He went the full journey. No, very impressive. <laughs> I think uh, we are like you said, Cameron. We know how much power he's got, um, and I think maybe that new team and equipment helped as well. But yeah, no, I mean, in a forty-five minute TT, which you don't do many of them very these days, um, was very very impressive. And I think. Probably had him down as a as going all right before the weekend started, um, and after that, yeah, after that road, he even really came out and shocked us all a bit. So, I mean, he's put his hand up for a very very big season now in G season, whatever individual TTs he wants to do. To it down under. The big any one. last any last comments, Cambo, on the TT before we move on? No, no, happy to move on. The, are you the man now, Puffy? Were you the man? You always the man. Uh, a bit shared, a bit shared. Uh, G's feeling a little bit unwell at the moment, so not sure how he will go. He's uh, yeah, just a bit under the weather. Um, I think Ethan's my tip or my man. I think he's the he's the one. You can't make up too much time in a five k prologue, and I think he could uh, rack up some sprint seconds, whether that's the intermediate or the final bunch. Uh, uh, he climbs pretty well, and according to the uh, Jaco boys, little inside words I've got. They think Bling's red hot for GC. So if uh, they think Bling's hot, I'll back Ethan in too. It will, 
Do you fancy yourself though for the opening prologue? Little five k. Mm. Lost that. Lost that team pursuit track. Four k burst. Uh, I don't think technically I might be up to it for something so short and what could be uh, like there's only going to be a couple of seconds or one second that decides winners. Um, so I don't think on a road bike prologue I might might not be up there with the top guys. It'd be good to have a real good one and see what I can make happen on the climbs or, or slip into a break. But no, nah, I think there might be a couple other boys that probably suits a bit better. Um, yeah, that's just my gut feeling. Probably don't but want to be risking your body one or two seconds either on the, the first day of the, the pro season either, I wouldn't have thought. No, I don't have the biggest balls out of a lot of these blokes, so I might might keep a bit in reserve there. Um, Mount Lofty, talk talk to us about Mount Lofty. We're, we're sort of interested. I don't think Alex or I have done it. I'm not sure whether, Max, you've, you've climbed it. Um, what sort of climb are we talking about here and what, what's the damage going to be to the peloton? Is there going to be gaps being able to be made on this climb? I don't think so. It's uh, basically the same Sterling stage as you have in all the other years, which is very hard in its own right. Um, but the actual lofty climb's not too hard. I think it's definitely a drafting climb, uh, and it'll depend on how Sterling's raced. But if we're all together at the bottom of lofty, I don't think you'll see any time gaps, or there'll be a good size group of climbers that get to the finish line. Um, Corkscrew's, I think, the other one. Like I think that's where we'll get some time. Um, but no, I don't see Lofty being too decisive, especially just the way we're coming from it. Like if you come up Green Hill and go up Lofty, you've got a good 25-minute climb there. Uh, but the way we're coming, it's quite undulating and fast. And yeah, I don't think it'd be too decisive. If the heat comes out and we race Sterling loops hard, then yeah, for sure, you might get a few guys, but it's not going to be a Wollonga sort of thing, which is unfortunate. It really is just going to be bling the Ethan, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I sort of think so. Maybe Paddy Bevan, he might be a smoky dark horse. Good odds there, Max, uh, which we love. So. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a good Kiwi boy as well. He is. No, I think, yeah, it's going to be those blokes that can do a good prologue but have some seconds in their bunch sprint. Um, so, yeah, I'm sort of back in Ethan Bling, uh, Paddy. I don't know who else we've got there. I don't know what the uh, odds are telling us, but be somewhere around that. Where, where does Ethan take time on Bling? Is it the prologue and hang on? Uh, prologue and yeah, prologue and hopefully roll him in a bunch sprint. I reckon that's the that'd be the aim. Corkscrew is also I mean, that's, a, that's a that's a decent climb. Like damage can be can be done there if it's ridden hard enough and ridden hard enough over the top back into town. Yeah, uh, we finish at the bottom of Montecute, so it's not you basically descend and then you fit, there's your finish line. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, there can be damage done. I think it's more the gorge descent. I reckon that's the that's the decisive thing. If you can if you can knock some people out of uh, position there and stay on your bike, then that's sort of where it comes into it. Which yeah, I'm trying to tell the boy like okay, we've got a younger team here who haven't done TDU, and I've only watched it. I haven't raced down gorge before, but I'm trying to explain to them that it gets very hairy, or from what it seems like on the TV in the past. I only think about what did Jay McCarthy crash a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's not it's not a pleasant run in, that's for sure. No. So I'm pretty sure and is, is, do you know if Ilno Zacharin is riding, Puppy? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And unfortunately no Italian wildcards have been selected for this either. Which oh, yeah, is so. is Moschetti not here? Oh, <laughs> you've, yeah, you're in a bit of trouble there. You're gonna have to find some you can get around the young young Australian team and I'm not sure how much they'll give you either. 
Uh, bro, maybe Caden. I don't know. I don't know who I'm. I don't know where the value is going to be, Plappy. We might need to talk. Uh, you'll sniff it out. <laughs> I'll sniff off it camera, out. Off something. camera, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, when when there, are you arriving in town? Uh, uh, very soon. Let's just say that. So <laughs> I should be there to cut. I should be there to cut the ribbon, but I'm not. I've got to. I can't get out of training. Uh, but I'll be there for the, the, the last three stages, I'm pretty sure. Is there much talk in the Peloton, uh, Plappy, about the TDU ambassador this year? Or? <laughs> Big mate, absolutely massive. They're all looking forward to it. Absolutely Beautiful. massive. Is there passes of Max Plus at all over Adelaide? Yeah, all over, mate. All over. Get him in an Ineos. I'll get you an Ineos Aussie jersey. We'll flick Stewie's, mate. I've got an up-to-date one. Yeah, oh, he might not be happy with that, but uh, no, yeah, you nah. got two, so just, you got two, just give me one. Yeah, exactly. You just might have to shrink a bit, mate. How tall are you? You seem like a taller man in the peloton. Mm, one eighty-two. So what do you got? Twenty and a bit on me. Twenty yeah, and change. 20, twenty and a bit and a few kilos. Like I, I saw you push like nine hundred watts to get bling off a wheel. I'll push nine hundred watts for for fun with my size. <laughs> Max is turning into yeah. a, real, a real data rat this season. Yeah, he is, isn't he? he I've got to get off Strava. I've got to get off Strava. <laughs> Big old sports scientist on the analysis. Uh, I love Watts. I love Watts because it's my excuse when I get dropped up up a hill. You can always say you're just doing heaps of Watts, Max. That's that's your key. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it. Thanks for joining us, Puppy. It was good to uh, good to chat as always. Big congratulations on your on your win. It's ultra impressive as we discussed, and uh, good luck for this week. No, thank you, gentlemen. Be sure to chat soon. Thanks, okay, and you know, soon, Maxi. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Man. See ya. Just living the life. Any else deal? That was. Uh... Yeah, that that was that's the face and the energy and the of what a two-time back-to-back Australian road race champion sounds like. It'd be few hundred million dollars right now. Like when you do when you have a good nationals and you you then go to Adelaide and you're in the hotel, you <laughs> you're really you're really feeling good about things. He, he's he's on a good level at the moment. You're on no, the. He team. didn't want to say. He did not want to say Ethan Hater. What do you want to back himself in? Yeah, he wanted to back it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking. I'm actually thinking. There's a chance now. That gives you confidence. That's enough to. That gives, that gives me enough. I'll, I mean, I'm going to back Paddy Bevan as well because he told me to. But mm, that's good mail. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah, that's good mail. I'm not sure if he's allowed to. Am I allowed to tell him to back Geelong? I don't think I am. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'll make sure. I make sure. I'll give you. Uh, well, you, you got first hand rights for the uh, production of this pod. Gets it out to the. The big <laughs> listenership, which will obviously swing the odds. Yeah, I'm. So, I mean, I'm glad he knows about my Italian cycling fetish. Yeah, except no one's here. Uh, what's his name from Cofidis? The uh, Chimalay. How do you say his name? I think it's Prince. Maybe that's something. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's something to get in Stewie's ear about for next year. Is just getting a little little Italian number out here for you, or putting it on Trek's radar <laughs> that. They need Moschetti in in the bunch as a minimum. I'm planning to catch up with Cohen when I get to TDU as well. So I'll just talk to Cohen and ask him. We need more Moschetti. So have you been working with Stewie O'Grady, the uh, race director, over the last month? We've or what, what, done a what's been going on? 
We've done a little bit of filming myself and Stu, uh, obviously to promote TDU, which is uh, exciting. Uh, I've never met Stu, big, obviously a big fan. I don't think you realised how much of a cycling fan I am. The rate, the stage one care boat, you're a bit disappointed that didn't feature in the 2014 edition of the event? Oh, yeah, it would have been nice. I mean, I'm guessing it's pancake flat, so I probably didn't see my... Uh... My credentials, but it's a nice little something different for for TDU. Normally, uh, there's been no no prologue um, or or TT to sort of get a few little seconds here and there. Because as we know, this this race even with with some proper climbs in it can come down to time bonuses. So it's nice to have this little buffer in there. Um, and yeah, it's just a a good change for, for the race. I think it's a massive in thing like state that the prologue through the center of town. Um. Big teams there throwing it down, not too long. I think a massive in and then a massive out. Big questions around not including Wollonga um, at the back end of the race. Yeah, I, I think it, I don't mind the call. I think it's 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 good to, and I'm obviously going to back my big power. <laughs> yeah, You're I'm on, not mate. sure whether we can get the taxes here because he's on the payroll for Santos. This is, <laughs> this is Alex trying to talk about Australian cyclists. This is tough. Uh, Whatever, it's a, just the perfect five stages in the prologue. Everything is beautifully, beautifully done. Best race, best race to ever put together. Correct. Studio Gravity. He's going to be directing Tour de France in three years. Exactly. <laughs> yes, he's got my vote. Uh, do we want to run through the team sheets? Back to... Oh, I mean, what, are, what other ways there to do it? Starting at the top, Jaco Alua. Fresh name again. Wouldn't be this team without a fresh fresh badge. But I guess more importantly, the, the new badge Alua comes with cash. So Jerry's starting to... to um, not just be the sole investor to keep this keep this team alive. Um, There's which... nothing like uh, getting a Saudi team to come back you in to get the Aussies' heart back in, you know, to get us back going for uh, for Yoko. Uh, no, I'm Jerry Ryan's done amazing things for the sport, and um, for anything to keep him going, I'm more than happy uh, with with the name change and the team change and the added sponsor. Uh, strong team as well. Um, as much as we we want our man Plappy to do well, this is this is going to be the team, and they're going to be heaving off the back of the nationals as well. Well, they've got their, their yeah, two biggest names, Gerbridge and Hepburn. It's it's similar to uh, a UAE for the UAE boys when they go to tour, the UAE tour. They take a good team because they want to win. It, it it looks like they're taking a team. Yeah, we want to win the TDU. This is our this is our tour. Oh, this is this is a serious, serious team they put together, and I'm not taking the piss about Hepburn and Durbridge, by the way. It's <laughs> like when you get those boys in at TDU, you know you're going to get like, a, you know, two boys that are absolutely committed to the team and whatever it takes. We saw how good a form Michael Matthews is in. We spent a bit of time with Lucas over summer, um, hardly any time actually, because he was actually back in Ararat training, so he means business. Um, Harper always good in January, and and Simon Yates. Not sure what sort of shape he'll be coming over in. But, um, yeah, I think he'll he'll be a, a big help to Michael Matthews and he might even be able to get let loose on, on Corkscrew. That sort of climb is, is right in his wheelhouse. So this is a team that is here for business. If they don't win, they'll be, they'll be pissed off. Simple as that. 
if if you like happy happy and Durbo are kind of happy and Durbo and the Jayco part of the 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 two sponsors are keeping the Australia alive within oh, that, that within that they're squad. Just, they're just the heart and soul of the team. They're hype the men. Heart and soul of the team. They bring yeah, they're, bring they're bring men. the squad together. You can't win two down under without happy and Durbo in the team. No, you can't. They're they're your grunt guys. Um, they're your James Harms, if you will. Max Gorn is that you know these boys that just do the grunt work. Um, no one talks about them that much. I'm not sure what sort of bloke he's like around camp, um, Harmsy, but um, yeah, they, these boys are who you want in there. Well, I mean, I personally would have picked a different name, but uh, <laughs> he's not far off. I would have taken a Spargo or a Neil Bullen as my two, but yeah, Neil Bullen, I do like his work too, to be honest. Yeah. But no, Harmsy, Harmsy does do a lot of hard work for us as well. He just he likes the look of himself off the field though as well. So okay. you know, I'm not sure if that's Durbo. Judging by a great photo of him post Paris Roubaix, I'm not sure if he is a a real stylish man. But I could be I could be corrected wrong. So maybe he is. Have you um is have you con- converted Ed Langdon enough after your cycling trip last year that he's come to tour down under with you? He actually is, yes. He is coming to TDU. Um, he's he's to, in. He's going to jump on the curtails of the TDU ambassador, and and I think he's cutting the ribbon. Um, no, he, I'm glad that I've got someone to be able to talk day to day with. He he can he can really. I mean, he doesn't know Matteo Moschetti, but he does know Tadej Pogacar, so he can talk a little bit. How excited is he about the trip? How how into cycling? No, very excited. Where, where does it sit in his sporting hierarchy? It's high, and he actually we got a four day break coming up, and he wants to go ride the Alpine regions with me again. So, oh. yeah, I've got to try and um, I've got to try and tone him down a little bit. Actually, actually, he's not the best riding partner. He's half my size. I was gonna say, is he a bit? Is he too fit as well? Uh, to be fair, yeah, he's fit, but um, I like to back myself in on a bike. But he just sits on my tail whenever we're on a flat, and then I don't even see him when we're going up. So. So did, he torch the, did he torch the 2K TT? Or was that yeah, or did he, you guys were all in-house about your 2K TTs in AFL world? It's bizarre. No, I saw one of the best live uh, races I've ever seen. So they they set off two different teams, uh, two different races. So like the uh, there's four groups, group one and three start at each side of the oval and they go at the same time and two and four watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to watch uh, one and three. So we watched group one, which was Langdon was in there, James Jordan was in there, but the main two were Tomlinson and Neil Bullen. And without, we got to go through a few more teams and this a long pot as it is, but Tomlinson took off, took the lead. It's four laps of Gosh's Paddock, four and four and a bit. Tomlinson took the lead. Neil Bullen challenged him in the middle of the third lap and then Tomlinson challenged him back and put together one of the best last 400s I've ever seen and both of them hit six flat on grass, which is... Six flat on grass is basically, Tom, I go to the Olympics, you're 100 kilos, you're running six flat on grass like he's a freak. Yeah. And he's that's, moving. Yeah, that's impressive. Big tank. Yeah. Big season big, ahead. Big, big season ahead. And we, and we waste him at full man. back. Steve, Stephen May's at the complete other end of the field and he plays full back. We could have come <laughs> on midfield. Stephen May come under eight minutes. We don't talk about those guys at the, at the back end. That's one thing okay. we do keep in the house. Uh, but Stephen May actually had a little bit of a niggle in injury, so he is doing his yeah. next week. Okay. Where where do you fit in the mix? Uh, I'm actually midfield. I'm sort of at the top end of the tools, but the tools tend to be at the back of all the smalls. So, um, yeah. 
Six six forty for you, Max. I see you about yeah, in, just in the high forties. Yeah, just in the high forties. I I I I trickle in in. Nice. For the for just to wrap up, Jake Olua is a win. Just the only option here. Or 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 three stage wins for Michael. And nice. a GC win, I think. Yep. To get a four. Take it all. They want it all. They need it all. AG Tour. I don't think they could even I don't think they can even get a seven. I think they have to win every stage and win GC to get a seven. Like there's so high expectations for this team. It's not here. possible. Yeah. Uh AG Tour, Ben O'Connor. Home hometown boy. Well not hometown, but home country boy. Uh, heading up the the French squad. Tricky, tricky, tricky parkour for for Ben to really do a whole lot. Yeah, the the good thing with Ben is that he all we always have crack. You always mm. try something, and there'll be some chances for him um, to do so. And who knows what's going to be the shape of the rest of his boys? But Ben looked like he was in he was in decent nick around Bunyong, so. We can expect him to try something for sure. He had the he had the most cracks at, at uh, the road nuts, so I dare say he's going to have another fair old crack here because uh, yeah, AG two I haven't really supported him superly. The um with Corkscrew really being the main climb, like that is going to be a hot hot run. Like if you if you're going to Teddy, you're thinking this is maybe one of the only opportunities I have. They're going to be flying up there. And like Blacky said, the, the run into Corkscrew is it is filthy. Like I'm, I'm almost surprised that it's like UCI approved. It is danger rocks. Mm. Do you, do you uh, disagree with its inclusion? Not Corkscrew, but the climb, like because there's another way uh, you can get to it. Obviously. Yeah, you can come up to it and turn right into Corkscrew instead of coming down and turning left into it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, cycling's a dangerous sport at the best of times and to have a 100 kilometer an hour descent into a, a sharp left hand where positioning is everything um it's a little bit concerning but i'm sure that's something that max can take up with uh with Stewie in his own time over a couple of bottles of red yeah, I, I personally think it's a great way to go into the, the climb <laughs> i think it just adds adds a little bit to to the to the to the day we were we were an unbiased podcast. There was there was no bias pre pre season six, but it's it snuck in. It snuck in through just the back door. Just get through one episode. Just get through one episode, and then we're and then we're back. Although and, I'm open to be the ambassador of tour of Slovenia or Norway or whatever comes my way. Uh, Stana, foreign yes. foreign territory, bringing them out here. To be fair, they've got a guy who can win. Luis Leon Sanchez can potentially potentially win. Uh, um, not sure about bonus seconds points, but he can TT and he can climb. Um, and he's got our boy Gianni Moscon there for a little bit of help. Yeah, if it was five years ago, you wouldn't mind you wouldn't mind Gianni just to get get around this this track. But I'd, has he done anything the last three years now since he's he mighty quiet, hasn't he, Gianni? He was so good. Mm. Anything else from Astana? As we just look at each other. Fabio, Fabio Fellini is someone that can win a bunch of sprint when it's down to about seven or eight people. So that could be their stage winner. 
at Max, uh, number the next team, Bahrain Victorious. Um, I'm sure within your TDU ambassadorship contract that there was some kind of deal about meeting Bill Bow at at some point or having dinner with him along the track. Uh, he's definitely on the on the on the list. Um, I just want to see how big his heart is. Like he's just got a big old lion heart on him. Pillow Bill Bow. He'll be in there. He'll be. He actually loves a one stage, a one week stage race. Um, not enough climbing. I don't know. I've never done corkscrew. It, it could. It could actually be something that gets him out. He can TT. He's been a Spanish TT champion a few times. Not sure if that relates to being a prologue champion, but um, the Bahrain will be okay. Disappointed Hagee didn't make it down. I'm not sure what if you have any news there, Alex. Why Hagee's not a TDU man this year? That, he, he was costs. out in Oz. Yeah, airline costs. Yeah, like what? Cost of travel, mate. It's it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the I'm sure the Bahrainian prince probably would have put his airfare if he wanted to come out. Cameron Scott makes his debut for mm. Bahrain. Fresh Aussie on the squad. Um. And I, I think it, I think it's a chance to cause some problems in in sprints. Um, you got Bauhaus and Art there as well, who who in their own right are good sprinters. Um, Cam Scott, I'm, I'm sure he's put in a good summer, and I, I think it's a chance of a stage win here. Gamble, uh, I'm, 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 I respect your opinion. You're 2014, uh, I think the champion of Australia, but. If they the let world. a kid on debut take the sprint over Bauhaus, I'll hand in my Bahrain membership. Like, that would be <laughs> phenomenal. All for him, though. I hope I hope Bauhaus crashes out or loses loses time at some point, and then they can go for him. Let's keep tabs on that. I'm, I'm interested to see. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's like when we get to the Australian team that picked from the university. Someone going, Caleb, I don't reckon you should sprint today. <laughs> <laughs> Bauhaus has earned his stripes in that squad. My gut feels he's earned his stripes, but he might be out of form. Check Segafredo. Maxi's linked into the, the team DS there. Mm. Jeez, look, Maxi's suddenly really intertwined in this cycling yeah. world ambassador on the boulder to Cohen. He's he's right in there. What's the see, story here, Max? See, season seven of this podcast is going to be uh, Max just solo. Yeah, hearing big things about Tafastion. We all know he's a rider to watch, but I'm hearing big things. They're running hot. They cleaned up uh, the girls' nets. Um, It was actually my boy Cullen. It was his first day as a race director in the car. So well done, Cullen. Little uh, cheerio. One from one. Um, One from one. Uh, Not sure if he's doing the, uh, if he's been stepping up to TDU level, but. yeah, that's all I can see. To Fasion doing something, that's really it. Good to see Gallopin down here, but Gallopin embarking on his forty-sixth season as a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit <laughs> like that, isn't it, Tony? And in their forty-sixth year, they've told him, oh, "I can go start your season in January, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Have a shit one." <laughs> Coffee this. Few Frenchies coming out to Oz. Thoughts on their interest in the event? <laughs> um, no, knowing a lot of the, the French boys to to find themselves on Hindley Street on the the Saturday night <laughs> of the tour, um, they're good for that. That's for sure. But it depends what sort of shape Cocard is in. Um, 
good good sprinter when things are going his way. And some of these sort of more trickier stages could could potentially suit Cockard um, if he if he has good legs. So a big a big big question mark on that one. But uh, yeah, besides that, there's there's not heaps that I can I can see here in terms of causing problems. Sidal, quick step. No longer a lot of Sidal. Back on, change teams, jump ship to Patrick's outfit. Uh, new name, new colours for the quick step boys. Who who do we like in this this list? I think I think Schmidty. Um, uh, I'm not sure if he appreciates the nickname Schmidty, but. Um, he certainly is, from what I've seen, someone that can really be capable in a one-week stage race. Once again, there might not be hefty amounts of climbs for him to be able to gain some time, but um, him, James Knox, uh, Mattia Catanaro, like they're three really good one-week uh, climbers. So um, they'll they'll be they'll be present. No sprinter, is that right? I don't think any of them can sprint. Not really. They've got Smitten there as the do-it-all man. He covers all bases. Yeah. He's, he is the man. Alberson de Koenig. They're relevant here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like, well, Aussie and Kiwi, um, but Aussie Kiwi stacked squad down down under with uh, Groves, Plowright, Stannard, and Gaze in the squad. And they're all incredibly quick. Those boys. Um, all known for uh, having a little punchy finish. So that's going to be good. I'm, I'm hoping they all ride for Grozzy. Um I know he hasn't necessarily done anything for Elperson yet. Uh, so maybe Rob Stannard might get a little look in at some point. But it'd be good to see Groves go up against the Jayco boys. I'm, I'm not sure how it'll string together, but Groves being led out by Jensen Plowright and uh, Rob Stannard's and, and Gaze in there too, to be fair. It's, like pretty, it's a pretty attractive little squad to take it to the finish. If they can string it all, if they can pull it all together so early, you think Stanard's someone that can cause a few issues on the GC, Alex? Because the big question is his, pro, his prologue. But if he can put himself in the right position, um, it sounds like he'll he'll definitely be a, a kind of guy that can get over Mount Lofty, and then he's got enough got enough kick to to challenge Matthews and like in the for the one second, two second, three second bonuses. Yep. You? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, what's he? Is this his third or fourth year pro now? Um, no, he's got a, he's got a few. Yeah, fourth year. I mean, he's got a, a few seasons under his belt now. And as an Australian, tore down as a big race and this sort of parkour it, it suits his characteristics. So it'd be nice to see him get full full leadership. But there's going to be some other fish to fry with with the bunch of kicks. And I think you're right. I think Caden Groves would be looking at. Looking to show himself as a top dog, so he might have some other duties. He did. He did win the Tour de Wallonie, which is a very similar type stage race um, last year. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, not sure how deep that field was compared to what's coming up to TDU. But yeah, he is suited to something like this. Yeah, what, Cameron? What do you think in terms of like time gaps that, that are going to come out of this prologue? I think, like Clappy said, like it's going to be you know, seconds really. Um, for the win, you can pretty much guarantee there'll be there'll be ten blokes within five seconds. I, so I if you're if you're in that Rob Stenner basket, 
can you lose 10? No. What's no, I think it's got to you be. You have to be. be you have to be like on the mark for this prologue. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I, like I said off the top, this this race has won time bonuses in the past, so you can't be giving up ten seconds um, before stage one. Yeah. So, and I think I think Matthews is in that top five as well. I think he's going to yeah, be right up. I think so too. And, and Luke again made another good point it's on road bikes, so that makes things a little bit a little bit different again. So. Um, yeah, I think you need to be within set six, seven, eight seconds um, to be considering yourself going for GC. Yeah, is that the official message of the TDU Max? Official communications. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're yeah, after. The communications of the prologue yeah, about that would be doing the streets of Adelaide. It's just great to see the prologue go through the streets of the beautiful city, uh, the city of churches. Um, I hope many people get down there. FTJ, Group Armour FTJ, Hotel Boy, Miles Scottson will definitely be throwing his hat, his bike, and his body at the opening prologue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about people that are prepared to risk it all, you think Miles, <laughs> being an Adelaide boy, this is his, yeah, he's good at this sort of stuff. He's from the track, he's got the, got the pedigree. It'd be good to see him win this stage. Is he got the quality to it? I'm not sure, but he's going to have a crack trying, that's for sure. Is he, is he a chance to be a bit more of their leader for the whole tour than than a store or a Rudy Mollard? I think I think every every team's going into the prologue with uh, all right, who wants to be the leader? We'll put your hand up. Yeah. Let's put put yourself in that. What do we got? So it's not ten seconds, five seconds. Five second bracket. And you're uh you're you're in the mixer. Yeah. Which I think Miles could do. He's can't he's fair. He spent a lot of time doing that last one, two kilometers for Anna DeMar last couple of seasons. He's got a little bit of a track background. And like Cambo says, he's willing to throw it down like no one else. And it's on home turf. Well, we've just found our Smokey. <laughs> Ineos Grenadiers. Yeah. <laughs> Ineos Grenadiers. Um, obviously, Plappy's indirectly put his hand up to take leadership as uh, deferred attention to uh, Ethan Hayter as per as per his entire road race. And now we know we can trust nothing he says or does on the on the day. So like obviously massive team. It's massive them being here. Some big contenders. Geraint's a bit sick, which is disappointing. But I'm sure he's on your shake hands list over the weekend, Max. Yeah, that won't stop me. Um, COVID, well, if you're sick now, nine days, we're fine. Um, this is a strong team. Uh, there's names that we sort of didn't really talk about with Plappy. Um, Magnus Sheffield is a serious TT, and Ben Swift is a serious finisher. So um, they've actually got so many cards they can play, and I'm excited to see how it works out. Does anyone, and honestly, does anyone know who the hell Kim Hudouk is? No. I don't. Well, we should have asked Puppy. It would have been good to hear. Someone said name. It must be said. Well, Pl- Puppy only probably met him today too. This team doesn't traditionally act on... Nothing. There's got to be something underneath the hood there that uh, we don't know about. It'll be similar to what you said. Whoever is in front in the prologue, they might ride for. If it's Plappy, if it's 
Magnus, I'm, I dare say they're both got similar sort of vibes, Magnus and Plappy. Um, but then even like Swift or Hater can hold on to most of those climbs. So mm. there's definitely something, there's some truth to what he's saying about it, Hater. Like if he's here in Good Nick, this is a this is a really good race for him. And if he's not, then I think it it'll be Luke Platt. I think he showed that he's in superb Nick. Um and Prologue won't cause him any problems in the way he's climbing. I don't think Corkscrew will either. So um, I think they've got three really, really good options, and a, and a podium is probably probably a par for them. A GC podium. He's uh, teams like Ineos too. They're reliable. You know that they're going to get get their man, whoever it is, into the the bottom of Corkscrew with no issues. Intermart, yeah. Intermarche, Wanti. We spent all last year underestimating them while they delivered res- random results here, there, left, right, and center. Hear me out. This is a good team. This is a good team. Dion, Dion Smith can ride and is someone very similar to Rob Stannard. Um, we'll be able to get over climbs and has a punchy finish. And then Van Poppel, Van der Horn, the two Dutch boys, but then my boy from the uh, two of the, oh, the Volta, I can't remember which one that I backed for, to win a couple of the stage wins in Gerben Thyssen. Uh, can seriously sprint. So they've got they've they've brought some names here. Cambo, any thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, I think Matt, uh, Matt is right. Like they've got some good quality, and we we doubted them all through twenty twenty two, and they just kept popping up with the results. So you know, this is it's momentum. It's all about momentum, and they'll be looking to hit the ground running. And yeah, they've got the list to to at least be there or thereabouts. Jumbo Visma have another hometown boy, Roland Dennis, another boy that can time trial uh, at the top of their list under under a Dutch heavy squad. Probably a bit too short for Rowan, but um be pretty cool for him just to, to dust off a prologue in, in his hometown. I dare say that's what he's going for. I'd, I'd love to know what language is spoken on the bus. Uh, you're in Australia with your leader being Australian, but you brought six Dutchmen. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I think you might be the old man out there, Rowan, but uh, it's, a, it's a good team. Um, but I think it, it looks to be all in for Rowan. So hopefully he can prologue and then potentially stay with the lads uh, up, 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 up the climbs. Uh, Team Movie Star, likewise, a very Spanish-heavy squad, so there'll be no questions around the language on that bus. Gorka, Izaguirre at the top top of the start list, should put in a a reasonable prologue, be around the mark, but who knows with this squad? Has, has anyone watched season three? Of... I couldn't get through it. Yeah, I watched a little bit. I was doing it on my way over to Europe, actually. That's just, they lost me a tiny bit. Yeah. They were going everywhere. They were going, it wasn't well, it wasn't the best uh, cycling doco I've watched. Season one was, that was unbelievable. I think they're just here to make up the numbers. Is that, uh, they've been told, they've been told. They've got a bit. It's party license. You need to show up yep. in Australia. Yep. Team DSM, uh, Platt touched, yeah, Platt touched on the new favourite, Pat, Pat Bevan, who two years ago was in um, prime position to win this race as well. 
So he's um he's shown that he's he's got the goods and he's he's his Kiwis. It's kind of homish turf. Uh, he's got a couple of Aussies around him in Hamilton and Dinham. No disagreements with with Platt's comments. I can't disagree with what you've said or what what Luke said. I think that's some that's some red hot mail on um on Bevan. Um, we know how quickly and strongly these rumours spread around the race, who's flying and who's not. So, uh, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on Paddy Bevan, that's for sure. I could potentially see him coming third in every stage. Like he's someone who is a regular top three finisher. He actually won the Tour of Turkey that Jay Vine was at. And I actually remember watching that. There was some... Um, impressive little finishes uh, and he basically wanted similar to what this is by constantly finishing in top threes, top fives. Um, so yeah, that's, they've, they're, they're here to play DSM after a bad, would you say bad year? I'd say bad year. Bad year. Yep. Yeah. Give it to him. No one's Team been you... clipped yet, so they'll, they'll cop it. <laughs> Movie star got a little clip on the way through. This is backhander. Team UAE, Jay Vine, uh, new national time trial champion, which we touched on before. Um, Bennett there, if it was 2020, we'd be talking all about Hershey being here. Um, remember Finn Fisher-Black, Campo? I do remember Finn Fisher-Black. And you know who else I always also remember is Michael Vink. Is, is, that, is that the Michael Now Vink? professional with, with UAE. It's the Michael Vink. Max, Cambo and I had one commentary gear to gear in our career. Uh, the Mersey Valley Tour? Was the Mersey uh, Valley? It was the Oceania. Oceania. Around the Mersey Valley Tour course. And Finn Fisher Black was there and he he torched the under-19s. So we spent three hours in on the back of a ute in the uh, back end of Devonport talking about Finn Fisher Black. Yeah. Okay, and now he's – he was at Yumbo, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, the Devo team. I don't know whether he got a got a start in the seniors, but he um he was running around the twos, that's for sure. But, yeah, UAE now, which is which is good to see. He's got a pro contract. And Michael Vink he, was was on the Trek Devo team, which was like the, the squad to be on, uh, Axel Merckx's squad, when Cambo and I were racing. He rode for budget forklifts as well back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. he was on Trek Livestrong and then has turned pro in 2023. This is, this is a, phenomenal. This, this is a phenomenal journey man story if ever I've seen his it. Bio, his bio is incredible. Congratulations. Well done. But also he's turned pro with UAE. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, you know. He didn't scrape Asha into Rumar or something. Yeah, <laughs> premier side. That's off to him. There you go. Any any tips thoughts on on how the squad's going to end up? Uh they'll be they'll be strong. Jay Vine is someone that can finish uh, quite highly in this sort of tour. I think. I think he'll get some bonus seconds at different times. He's got some. He's got a good team around him. I hope they're riding for him. Um, I, I presume they would be with George and Hershey. Um, so yeah, they'll be they'll be present. Team Arkea. 
I mean, they've got a sprinter, Hugo Hofstetter. Hofstetter. Uh, but that's that is about it. So they'll be going for something in a sprint. Any mail on Alessandro Verre for us, Max? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's just yeah, he's just a bit too young. How old is he? Um, I think he's he. I'd say nineteen. No, twenty-one. Okay, I should know him. My bad. Um, no, this is a Hugo Hofstetter. Uh, if uh, he doesn't get the 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 lead, and Alessandro Verri does, that's got to be the Bauhaus Scott about it, Campbell. Okay. <laughs> EF, EF education easy first. Betty O at the top of the team sheet, the yeah, big well, name in that squad. Yeah, Betty O in top shape is, is a is a good rider for this for this parkour. Um, I mean the top the top two both are. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, there's just always question marks on on Europeans in January. That's that's yeah. that's all I'll say. There's no guarantee of them coming in, in top nick. But if they do have good legs, then then great. It'll it'll be it'll be good to see. But um, yeah, besides those two, uh, I think the the rest will be be helping get models. That's a genuine journeyman from Melbourne to GWS to Hawthorne to EF Education Easy Post, Tom 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 Scully. Mm, that's How do you go, Alex, as a as a Melbourne supporter, seeing that name back on paper? I mean, strange, strange. Okay. <laughs> Bora Hansgrove, Hindley. I like I like that Hindley's here. I like that he's come off the back of Aussie Summer Giro. He's he's back in Oz. He's racing. Might not be the tour for him, but it's good to see Hinley on the start list. I think I think they have maybe one of the pre-race favourites. Again, go you gotta be careful with European, but Max Shackman is the one week grand tour extraordinaire. Can prologue, can sprint, can climb. Hope he's brought some legs. That'll be good to watch. What do you know why Hinley didn't do road naps? Not sure, no but yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's a good shout from Maxi. Yeah, is he a two time Parini winner? I think definitely one. Sounds good. Mm. Israel Premier oh, yeah. Tech. I mean, they've got one of the other pre race favorites, Daryl Wimpy. He just he just knows how to ride these this 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 TDU. Um, so he'll probably do it again, no longer, but um, that might actually suit him a bit more. And he's is, got is Clarky someone we can talk about for GC? Is he going to sniff around enough, or is Corkscrew going to be attached too tough for him? I don't think you guarantee Cork, that you have a position on the on the on the left hand turn. Yeah, I think he'll be fine for Corkscrew. I think he could be in that ten to fifteen second mark though on the prologue. Yes. Yep. I, I agree. Which, which could. Um, which could bring him unstuck at the back end of the week. But if, if he's around the mark, like in terms of picking up seconds here and there, you'd be pretty confident that he'd be uh he'd be around the mark. But also like like Maxi said, to to be Impy's right hand man. Um add some cold blood to the team. I think that'd be that'd be a good a good little good little posting for him. And Froomey's out. Little summer holiday. That's good. I might go catch up with Froome. I might take me book yeah. and get signed. Yeah, and you'll press the flesh there with Froome. Surely there'll be a few yeah. dinners with five-time Tour de France. Yeah, on there. He'd know a little bit about footy, wouldn't he? He's been out here before. 
a Kenyan-born Kenyan Englishman. Yeah, he would. That footy's right up his wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, the last squad, headed up by um, a fellow Melbourne Football Club supporter, Caleb Ewan. Lotto, obviously, are not sending a team out to uh, out to Australia, as which I think is probably the first repercussions of not being a world to a team is that the uh, mm-hmm. the race doesn't pay for your way out here. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be good to see. Good to see you, Caleb Campbell. I'm not sure if you if you know, if you know, but I went to his home residence in Monaco. Not actually his home. I tried to see his home, but he didn't want to borrow me. Um, so hopefully now, returning the favour, I'll, I'll welcome him into to my to my hotel room. We have a chat. Uh, we chew the fat, um, and it'll be it'll be it'll be good to see Caleb. Did you? I mean, we all, we all saw his flight. Uh, from from Europe to Australia because he he put it up on Insta, on Insta, on Instagram. He started off by saying it's going to be the worst twenty four hours of my life, which is fair enough. Traveling with kids, I've just done it. Travelled with one, and then he went and sh- put some videos of the plane, and uh, must have been nice having Wi Fi on that plane. Must have been sitting <laughs> quite close to the pilot, but um, he went around the room, mate. That wasn't flying where he was. Like it wasn't even first class. He had a lounge suite. The kids had a play den. It was phenomenal. I don't think he saw the kids. That's a tough fight. Jeez, it must be That's tough. That's a tough fight. Did did you take did you take George Economy over to Milan? Uh, we, yeah, we were, and he was uh, at amazingly at a ten months. He was too big and heavy for the for the seat, so he had to sleep on us. <laughs> they usually um, provide a bassinet for infants. We even got the seats for the bassinet seat, but not, he was too big and heavy, so he laid it on us. I didn't go to the toilet for fourteen hours. It was amazing. But no, Caleb's flight looked horrible. I feel, for, I, I, I do feel for him. You can, um, you can pull him up on that when he, um, when he comes around. He wins a stage. He could win too. I think it's important that he wins a stage. Yeah. Um, obviously, it wasn't his best year last year. So, to, like, just to get get the ball moving, he's obviously he was like super. He's in good nick. The way he was getting around Bunningong. So, I think he needs to be winning here. It's a pretty good time for him. Yeah, Milan San Remo, the UAE tour, they're all they're they're very sprinter friendly, Caleb friendly, so it's a good time of year for him to, to hit to hit hit the ground running. And he'll just have the young pups towing him around. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I'm sure you guys um might know a little bit more. I'm not a massive man for Australian under twenty three cyclists, but um let's hope they go well. That's the wrap. Episode one. Any um any final thoughts? Anything? Any final promotions, Max? You want to push through? I mean, we got to do our tips. We got to do our tips. Um, and uh, I mean, my number one tip is it's going to be a great event. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, honestly, I I can't wait. I've never been this involved in a cycling race in my life. I sat on a hill and watched uh... the. Uh, watched Lombardia from a hill and it was the best moment of my life. So hopefully it gets Trump. Um, my top three, I, I, I think Bling and Ethan Hayter will definitely be in and around the mark. So I'm going to go to them for one and two. And then my smoky is Dion Smith. I'm going to have him for third. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ethan Hayter for the win. Michael Matthews second and uh, Patrick Bevan third. I'm going to go with Bling. 
because of the uh, the Australian entourage that's that's around him. Aussie squad for the win. Hayter second. There's no arguing that. And um, Miles Scottson to dip it into the t- to the opening prologue like you would not believe. And either put himself third or completely write off his GC contentions. <laughs> my tips. Right my tips season com- February. Yeah. yeah. My tips completely change if Max Shackman gets a top three in the prologue. I'll be going for him. Anything else to tip on? I mean, there's plenty to tip on. There's head to heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's uh, that is it for me. It's going to be. Yeah, I can't wait. The cycling season is back. Will you be in team cars, like race director cars, like High Five and Stewie? What's going to be the What's going to be the setup on Saturday, Sunday? I I sort of saw it, and I haven't had these chats with uh, people in the know, but I sort of saw it as like a Brad Wiggins on the back of a motorbike having a dart type setup. So if um, if, if I can push for that, if if you are listening, <laughs> well, um, no, no, I'm just going to be keen. Will you be that. waving the flag, like you know, sticking your head out the roof of the the race director's car, kilometer uh, zero flag waving sort of caper? I hope in the last two hours of every stage you won't see me, but if you do tune into the early kilometers when the break goes, maybe I might I might be waving a flag out out the car window, out out out, out the sunroof. Who's a must meet? Uh I mean, I'd love to get my relationship with Caleb up and going. Um that'll that'll be that'll be a start. Uh, the Aussie cyclists. I'm keen to meet the Aussies. Um, so as much as the Europeans, I probably won't ever get a chance to see them again. I'm keen to see some Aussies, especially the ones that are like mostly over, over, overseas. Any internationals? Any internationals on the, the team? I mean, Fabio, Fabio Fellini. It'd be great to chew the fat of him about Italian sprinters. Um, Gerben Thyssen, I'd like to see his wattage to see if he can actually sprint because I've backed him a couple of times. Um, <laughs> you're gonna be talking data, you're gonna be talking data now, yeah. I'll, I'll bring up data, I'll, I'll be on this travel. No, no, honestly, I've threw me and G, I've read both their books, so if I can um talk to them at some point, that's gonna be great, yeah. Lovely, I don't think I'll get him in the same room. Are they necessary? I don't, I, I don't know. That's Wigo, Wigo's the one that doesn't like them. Hmm. Well, enjoy enjoy your weekend. Um, enjoy watching the coverage, Cambo. Yeah, thanks, Alex. And, Appreciate uh, it. It's good to, be, good to be back on the mics. Good to be back on the pod. Good to be back on the pod. Um, and yeah, all the best for the rest of preseason, Maxi. We'll talk. Um, we'll talk post TDU. I'm sure Max will have a elaborate update on uh, both the success and his experience at the Tour Down Under. I'll see if I – I think this uh, – been invited back for another season makes me a journo. So I'll see if I can get my journo on and maybe i get an interview. Look, I reckon they'll head-to-head with um, Garrett Thomas would be all right. Yeah, I reckon G, G would be relaxed, I reckon. He knows he's not the man. Plappy's the man. He'll be relaxed. I reckon he'll, I reckon he'll give me a bit. I just need to make a lanyard or something, like a fake lanyard. Same with the age. If No, but if you're with Plappy, he'll, he'll hype you up enough that – it's it's he'll know who you are. Who's a bigger dog, Plappy or or Caleb? Caleb, right now. Well, right now, don't know. Campbell can answer that. I think I'll I think I'll follow Plappy. Sorry, Caleb. Recency bias is always good. 
Thanks, Jets. Talk soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.